Well, today we do have the pleasure of Brother Shane will be uh, bringing God's word to us and, and just uh, everything they're doing. But we want to first introduce you guys to the whole family. We have Shane and Alicia and then, got to help me here, got Micah, Micah. and Nora and Ian. Ian. And uh, we just praise God for this family and all that he's doing. Uh, so without any further ado, I, I will let Shane take the stage. Tell us everything. Social security. All right. All right. We got it. It's out there. Believe me. It's not hard to find in India anyway. Uh, it's so good to be back. I feel like there's so many new faces. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's good to be at our home fellowship. It's been, you know, we come every two years for uh, maybe six weeks, seven weeks. And even during that time, we're always kind of running and gunning, and we don't have a lot of chance uh, just to be with everyone that we'd like to be with. So it's just a sweet time to, to, to come back to our, our spiritual home, in a sense. And so, but yeah, this is my uh, family, and we're just, uh, we live in India. We've been there for almost 11 years now, which is hard to believe. And so... Um, we do uh, an export business, which allows us to get into the lives of people, primarily Muslims, and it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of joy, because there's people there that have never heard the name of Jesus, and so we still encounter those people, but it's, you know, it's what God's called us to do, and, uh, and we're so thankful for it. Um, did you want to say anything? All right, we're good. Hey, we're, we're off and running. So, uh, but no, we're, thank y'all for allowing us to come and, and to speak and to kind of just kind of get to know you again, so. Well, and that, that hopefully there'll be another time we can come in the next few weeks where we can tell you everything that the Lord is doing in India and show you pictures and things like that. If we can schedule something like that, that would be great. Um, but I think this morning Shane wants to share a message with you, something that the Lord wants to share um, through him this morning, which will hopefully be an encouragement to you all. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Go with mommy. This is a new. This is a new gig for me. I'm usually like working, making jewelry and textiles and things, and to actually be standing and. Uh, you know, and be able to actually speak is, uh, it's a new thing, so, you know, we're going to see what happens, so everybody just hang on to something, my, you know, it's, uh, but I'm excited about it, and it's so good to, to be here, um, yeah, let me pray, a little bit of nervousness on my part, but, you know, uh, I'm so thankful to be here, Father, I just thank you that you are alive and well, and that you are, uh, you are on your throne, and, um, and so this time, I, I don't want it to be uh, overly uh, sermonized or anything else. Uh, but Father, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would speak through me and speak to each individual heart. And because I know your heart for every single one of us is that you love us and that you want us to know you more and more and to walk with you in uh, and, and, and just more of an intimate way and to know you and to be able to hear your voice and to be able to read your word. And your word just leaps off the page at us and just makes it so clear on how you want us to follow you and trust you. So that's what I want for this morning. So Holy Spirit, I just give you whatever you want for this service right now. We love you. We are so thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Um, I just want to start off by saying, you know, one of the things that we're, that, that we're just continually learning in India is that we are, we are sons of the Most High God, and we are not fearful of the enemy. We do not fear him. He is a defeated foe. And I think that what we're learning is that he wants, the enemy wants us to feel defeated. He wants us to be on the defense. He wants us to be scared. He wants us to always be like worried that something is going to happen or, or, or might happen. And he always wants us to be in this fearful mindset, as it were. And that is not the case. That is not what the scripture says. That is not what the scripture says. The scripture says you are more than conquerors if you're in Christ Jesus. That's what the scripture says. Scripture says you are sons and daughters of the living God. That's what, that's what the scripture says. It says you are blameless and righteous and holy in his sight. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. I mean, it'd be something if I said it. Well, I'm blameless and holy and righteous in his sight. God's word says he said about me and about you, if you are a follower and you have been born again, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, he has said about you that you are blameless and holy in his sight. And that's something to shout about. And that's what we take hold of is we, you know, I don't know, I hope I'm going to stick to something on this page, but, but that's, that's, that's where, where I'm trying to learn to constantly live is that I'm a son of God. That's, that's where we have to be. If we're serious, if we are serious about seeing people come to faith in Christ, if we are serious about seeing, you know, we, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. That doesn't happen from the White House. That happens when, when, when we as believers walk in the Spirit of God. That's, that's when that happens. When, when, when God's kingdom comes, in a sense, when we, are, when we go walk somewhere and Jesus would, would, would heal, you know, and he would say, hey, let them know, the kingdom of God has come near you. That's, that's where the kingdom of God is manifest, is when you and I walk as sons and daughters of God. So I just, I, I just want to encourage you in that. That's, that's in by no way a, a condemnation at all. That's not a criticism. I say that for me. I say that to remind myself because it is not a natural. It's not a natural bent for me to walk as a son of God. I have to continually remind myself that I'm a son of God. My, my, my continual bent is to, you know, I, if I'm not careful, I lean over towards, you know, different things. But if I, if I, if I bring the needle back over into what has God said about me and you, then I start, I start living as I'm called to live. So I just say that, and that's a little bit about what we're going to, uh, what I'm going to talk about this morning, is, is really talking about how we, how we see the world, how we see other people. Do we see it from a, um, do we see this, uh, each other in, in a spiritual sense? Or do we see it, you know, are we looking, do we find ourselves just seeing things in the physical sense? Do we see into the spiritual realm, as it were, to see, you know, it said that, you know, we don't look and see people uh, according to the flesh. You know, am, am I seeing, do I see somebody else that maybe I'm having a, some problem with or something's going on? Do I see that from, ah, oh, this guy, you know, what a jerk? Or am I seeing it like, you know what, this guy, he doesn't know who, he doesn't know how much God loves him. He doesn't know who he could be in Christ. And if he did, he probably wouldn't have said that to me, you know? He probably wouldn't have punched me in the nose. He probably wouldn't have, you know, he probably wouldn't, wouldn't have talked about my mother. You know, stuff like that. Uh, but I'm saying, <laughs> you know, do we see things uh, from a spiritual perspective? And a thing, uh, another thing I would say is how do, we see, how do we see God? 
And that, that's kind of, that can be a real dividing line. Is he, is he loving and is he merciful and is he gracious? Does he want me to know him? Uh, or is he harsh? A lot of us have had, in the past, we've had harsh fathers, harsh parents. And it's easy to kind of put that upon God and say, God's harsh, you know? He's just, he's just waiting. He's waiting for me to mess up. Or, man, I really screwed up yesterday. Man, he, I bet he's really ticked off at me right now. And we forget, what does the word say? His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He loves you. He loves me. And so I want us to recognize uh, even more so uh, who God is. Uh, somebody once said, our faith cannot go beyond our knowledge or understanding of who God is. That's as far as my faith can go. If I don't understand that he's loving, if I don't understand that he is gracious and merciful, if I don't understand that he's holy, then I can't have faith in that, if that is who he is. So we have to be able to understand who God is, to be able to know him accurately. And if we don't know the scriptures, if we're we're not, I'm not talking about being a Bible scholar, I'm not talking about going to seminary, not at all. I'm talking about just knowing what God has said about himself and about us and to be able to put our faith in what has already been said. The book's already written. I don't know. Sometimes uh, Mike and I, uh, he's so great. I love uh, doing our devotionals. We're going through the book of John right now. And, you know, we're we're just piecing through it and talking about it. But I'll say, I'll ask him a question. He'll read a section and I'll ask him a question. And, uh, and he'll say, well, you know, I think it says that this and that. And I say, hold on. What does it say? What's written? Let's, let's don't write the book. The book's already written. You know, what, what, what does the word say? What did God say? And then he'll go back and he'll read it. Okay, no, this is what it says. And I don't want for me or for anyone else to put these type of things. We, the book's written. Let's see what God has said, you know, because he's good. And so uh, that's, that's kind of going to be my, a little bit of my focus. In Romans 12, 3, and, and I, I'm just going to be reading a lot of verses, so don't feel like you have to necessarily turn to something. If I, if I want you to go there and read along with me, I'll let you know, but you're free to, you're free to for do whatever you want to do. In Romans 12, verse 3, it says, For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each one a measure of faith. Sometimes I think we feel like we don't have a lot of faith. Oh, look at this guy. He's got a lot of faith. You know, he's, he's doing this or that or she's doing this or that. They've got, oh, look at, they've got, they've got a lot of faith. I wasn't given that much faith. I don't have that much faith. You've been allotted a measure of faith. Just as much faith as I have. We all have the measure of faith. God didn't say, oh, Jeff Berry, great guy. I'm going to give him a lot of faith so he can, so he can preach. But, you know, Miss Jessie, well, I mean, she's not preaching, so I don't, I don't need to give her so much faith. Miss Jessie's got a lot of faith. If you know Miss Jessie, I, I love if I know Miss Jessie's praying for me. She's got a lot of faith. In the sense that she, has, she grows her faith. She sees what God does. She recognizes God's faithfulness, and then she acts on it, and she prays through it. It's not that you, you've been given this measure of faith. What you do with it is your choice. That's your choice. What are you going to do with the faith that God has given to you and to me? How do we handle that? Because we all, nobody is lacking in a measure of faith if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and be born again. That's, a, that's the matter of fact. So thinking along those lines, 
It says, it says I'm, I'm this, this, I, don't even, I don't even know what to call it. I, I just want to talk about faith this morning, but I didn't necessarily have a, a title. It was, you know, I thought about just calling it faith or faith, 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 or uh, why not faith or something. I, you know, let's all have faith. I didn't know what to call it, so I just said, I just said well, I'm just going to talk about faith. And, um, and so we go on and we talk about that, uh, that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Truth is, if, if I'm not in God's word, then my faith is not going to be where I want it to be. It, I, I, ha, I, have to be in this, I have to be in this book. Because if I, if I take things from outside of this book, if I take what the world has to say about who Jesus is, if I took, if I took what, what uh, my Muslim friends say about Jesus, and I, I, I put my faith in that, oh, this is who Jesus is. Well, then he's just another prophet. You know, he's just another way to get to God because everybody knows there's so many ways to God, right? And he's just another prophet. So why is he so special? That's what they're, if I put my faith in what is said by other people, that's where I'll be. If I put my faith and trust in what the word of God has said, well, then there's no one else like him. There's no one else that's ever been like him or ever will be like him. He is trustworthy, true, faithful, Risen from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father. And so that's why we have to, and I have to, continually be in His Word, and I'm going to be talking about how we can do that. Without faith, Hebrews 11 says it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. As we're, as we're seeking Him in his word, and not just, and not just checking. I, I, I've been guilty so many times in the past of just feeling guilty, so I'll, I'll, I'll do a devotion, and I'll, I'll, check it off, I'll check it off as I've done my devotion this morning, and, and I, I, I walk away from it, and I just say, man, there was just no life in that. Where, where was God in that? So I want us to l- learn how to go more deeply in walking in faith. Like, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And I think we can take faith in every aspect of our life. It's not just about coming to church and having great faith. It's about having great faith with your family. It's about having great faith at your job. It's about having great faith with your neighbor. Um, it's about having great faith when you come and you pray and you, you sense, I have connected with the living God and my prayers have actually left this room. So three things, I think I'm kind of getting somewhere here. So three things uh, that, that I kind of want to poke around with, and uh, we're just going to kind of move through them. Number one is that faith believes what God has said. Number two, faith speaks what God has said. And three, faith chooses to obey what God has said. So those are kind of the three things that kind of gives you a little bit of direction about where I kind of hope to head. So the first thing I, want, I just want to talk about is that faith, it believes what God has said. Now there's some, there's some main things that we know that the Bible has said that we, we kind of, we generally agree with, right? That there is, there's one God, right? I, th- I, think, I don't think there's anyone in here necessarily uh, that would say, oh, no, 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 there's, there, there's so many gods out there. Now if you're Hindu, if you're here and you're Hindu, then you're probably thinking, well, no, there are millions of gods, right? Because that's what our Hindu friends think. The people in our complex that we live with, 
every morning I hear the, I hear the tinkling of the bell. There's these little bells. And you'll hear the tinkling of the bell that they're doing their, uh, <coughs> their puja, uh, which is, is worship, is kind of a Hindi word for puja, uh, for uh, worship. And they have their little idols in their homes. And they'll, they'll light candles, and, uh, you know, and they'll have the bell, ding ling 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 and you'll hear it. You'll hear it all over our complex. ding ling 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 and I'll go downstairs. I, t- I take Micah to school every morning, and so as I'm getting on my scooter and kind of uh, getting ready to, to take him to school, I hear this guy is singing uh, or kind of chanting budgeons uh, from the Gita, which is, which is the Hindu holy book. And And so I'm hearing all this religious stuff going on around us, you know, all the time. And um, and it breaks my heart because I know that they're completely deceived. Um, But faith faith, uh, believes what God has said. And Jesus Jesus even said in in Luke 6, why do you you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? And so I think that, that causes me to take pause. Man, what, what did God say? What, what, what did, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure the people that thought, was like, what are we not doing here? What, what are we missing that we need to be taking hold of? Hearing and obeying his words are like, it's like building our house upon a rock. When we take the word of God and we put it, and we don't just, we don't just memorize it, but we actually do what it says, and we're building our house on a rock. And when we don't do it, we're building on, on the sand. And I, I know probably a lot of people in there have built their own houses or had them built. And you see the kind of soil that you need, that firm foundation. And I want us to all make sure that we're building on the rock. Second uh, Corinthians 10, Paul had said, for, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting, them down, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. There are thoughts that we have that don't line up with the Word, and we have to, and we have to take them and we have to recognize, I have to recognize these things. When I hear something in my, in my head or have a thought that doesn't line up with what I know the word says, I have to take it captive. I have to say, you know what? That's not true. And if I look weird doing it at Walmart, that's okay because I need to be able to be conscious that, you know what? That thought I just had, that is not according to the word of God. And I need to recognize it and I need to call it out for what it is because the enemy wants to continually keep us deceived. And again, we're not fearful of what's going on, but we need to recognize the schemes of the enemy that he wants you to think that you're just some old sinner barely saved by grace. That's, that's, that's what, you know, that's the dirty secret. He wants you to think you've just barely squeaked in and that you're just some old rotten sinner and you'll never be anything, but you just barely got into heaven. And so you just need to be happy that, you're even, that, that he even knows your name. You know, and that you're going to get to heaven someday. That's not victorious living. That's not being more than a conqueror. We need to make sure we know what the Word of God has to say about us, and we're going to talk about that. But we need to take those things captive. But we know some of the basics. God is love, right? One God. We're, we're supposed to love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We're supposed to love our neighbors, ourselves. That's a tough one. I'll tell you, I've got a lot of neighbors that, if it weren't for the grace of God, there's no way I would. I'll be able to, I mean, you know, I've had to apologize to some people in the past and uh, in, in my building because, you know, 
a couple years ago, I said something, and God just really got, grabbed a hold of my heart and said, yeah, you need to make it right. You need to love your enemies. You need to do good to those who hate you. Do good to those that just despise your guts. Can you do good to them? That takes the Spirit of God. That takes supernatural power. That is not within the human flesh to be able to do that. Be kind to the unthankful and the evil. Be merciful as your Heavenly Father is merciful. Have pity on the poor. Make disciples. On and on it goes of these things that he says, this is, what, this is how, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, this is how I want you to live. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to, I'm going to take some scriptures, and um, this has really been helpful for me. I, I, a few years ago, uh, I really found that my, my time with God was uh, anemic. I really found that, I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but I really felt like I just, I don't know, there just wasn't power in a sense when I was praying. I felt like I, felt like I just didn't have spiritual strength that God said I was supposed to be having. And I really wrestled through and was like, man, what? What is going on? You know, and you try to pray this way. And I try to pray when I'm walking around. I try to pray on my knees. Try to, you know, <clears throat> you know prostrate. Have, you know, stand on my head. I try to do all these things to try to conjure up some sort of, I got to connect with God here. I really got to press into God here. And I really was struggling with it. Um, but then I, I, a friend of mine was kind of showing me some things and I said you know what I'm going to give that a shot that really and what it did was I felt like it energized me because it was based on the word of God I'm going to show you what that is so I, I picked four topics and there are lots of topics that the Bible has to talk about right your family your friends your health your, your finances uh, you know loving one another there, there are tons and tons of topics that we could talk about here I'm picking four I'm picking attributes of God who is God that's one of them I'm picking. Uh, uh, who God says that I am. I'm going to pick that topic. My family. And then I'm going to, I'm going to pick uh, provision. So I'm going to pick those four topics. And I've got some scriptures for each one of those. And I just want to, I want to talk about that. But you could have picked a lot of other things. And maybe you will at some point. But I'm just picking those. Because I just want to, I just want to give you an example of, uh, uh, of how we can take the scriptures and really see God working in and through our lives, in and through them. And I took about three or four verses in each one. Believing, this is the first one, believing what God has said. Do we believe what this says? In Psalm 24 it says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Do we believe that? Do we believe that He's mighty? It says it on the page, but do you believe it in your life? Have you seen this in your life, that God is strong and mighty in battle? Have you seen it? Because once you see it, that, that's when, that's when that, that faith that we talked about, that measure of faith that each one of you have, if you're a follower of Jesus, boop, it just got a little bigger. Now you've seen, God, you see what the Lord just did, how he fought my battle here? With whatever, with whatever that is. You know, you know the battle that's going on in your life. And when God comes in and meets you right there and he does something, your faith, whew, it just got a little bigger. Psalm 137 says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I send to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you're there. And if I take to the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will, uh, shall lead me. 
your right hand will hold me. Is God, do you, do, you, do you know and understand that God is holding you? Do you see where, how he's holding you and that wherever you go? I, sometimes I remember when we first got to India and, uh, and my, I think it was maybe my first, maybe my first you know, time in the word after we got there. And I remember very, very distinctly, I said, as I'm, I started kind of praying, you know, and I stopped and I said, you're, God, you're here, right? You're here. I mean, I know I'm halfway around the world. Are you here? You're here. And so I had to, I had to let that click in my mind that just because I had changed location, God is still there. And it wasn't that I ever really doubted it, but it was just it kind of felt a little weird being in a, a whole different country and a whole different culture and, and still looking to have my relationship with God there. Uh, Deuteronomy 32 says, He is the rock. His work is perfect, and all His ways are just. A God of faithfulness and, uh, and without injustice, righteous and upright. Is he righteous, upright? Is he just? Do you believe that? Or do you say, oh, no, see, he lets some people get away with stuff. Some people, he said, no, that's bad. But some other people, he said, no, you're okay. Go ahead. Or is he, is he righteous? Uh, I'm going to move on to, uh, to another. Who, God, who, who does God say that I am? Do we believe this? But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Do you believe you're a child of God? Do you believe that in the depths of your soul that you would, you would die for the truth that you are a child of God? How, how, how much do you believe that? Ephesians 1 says the Father has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us before him with the found, by the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. I, sometimes I, I, don't feel, I don't feel that, right? I don't feel like I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. I don't feel, sometimes I don't feel holy and blameless before him. It doesn't matter what you've done even this morning. It doesn't matter what kind of argument you got into on the way over here. It doesn't matter what you said last night. It doesn't matter in the sense that in God's eyes, you are holy and blameless in his sight. Now you need to, if you've got sin, you need to deal with it. You need to work through it. You need to repent. But what I'm saying is in his sight, you are holy and blameless. That's how he sees you all the time. When he looks at you and me, he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's what he sees. He doesn't see Shane that really screwed up this morning. Shane that really got mad at his kids. He sees the righteousness of his son on my behalf. I'm clothed. You are clothed in his righteousness. Uh, I'm spending too much time on these. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move through a little more. Romans 8 says uh, that I am in Christ Jesus, and for me there is no condemnation. Uh, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. I do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Um, my family. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, Ephesians 6. These are the scriptures. Do we believe that that's, that's profitable? That's what I need to be doing. 1 Peter 3, your husbands, you husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Do I believe that? And if I do, how am I treating my, my wife? 
Psalm 91. I don't know if sometimes uh, I, I have, um, especially in India, because you feel like, sometimes you feel like, man, this is, it's like the Wild West out here sometimes. I mean, people are going every which way. I'm driving, and where's this guy? I've got, I've got guys, sometimes I'm on my scooter, right? And I'm passing, one guy's passing me, you drive on the left, one guy's passing me on this side, and I'm actually going between two people. The other guy's passing me on this side, and I feel like I'm just kind of shooting the gap. I'm just kind of going right up the middle. And, uh, and I just think, you know, just like that, you know, I, it could be, there could be an accent, there could be this, there could be that, you know, there's so many things, India is an amazing place, so many things could happen at any given time. But Psalm 91 really is, is helpful for me sometimes, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it starts off by saying, God is my fortress and my refuge, uh, uh, I trust in him. He delivers me from the snare of the trapper, from deadly pestilence. He covers me with his feathers. I find refuge in his wings. God's faithfulness is a shield and a wall for me. On and on and on. The whole psalm is about how God takes care of me and protects me. Do I believe that? Is my faith in this? Because this is what God has said. Do I trust that he said this? Um... I'm going to stick with those three for, for the, the sake of time. I did another one for provision. You know, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. My delight is in the law of the Lord. I will read this one. I love this. is one of my favorites. My delight, Psalm, Psalm 1. I mean, if you're going to start, start somewhere in Psalms, hey, start in Psalm 1. You know, I mean, that's just, uh, that's just the easiest thing to do. My delight is in the law of the Lord, and I meditate on it day and night. And I'm like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. I yield fruit in season, and my leaf doesn't wither. I love this last part. Whatever I do prospers. Whatever I do prospers. I didn't say it. God said it. I'm not saying this stuff. I would like to say this. I mean, that's what I would. Hey, you know what? I think I would like to. Whatever I do prospers. That sounds great. I didn't say it. God has said this. Do I believe that? Okay, so here's the thing. When I start when I started taking these verses and really taking them in and not just memorizing them, I'll challenge you with this. I'm a horrible memorizer. I've always kind of felt, uh, for lack of a better word, I always felt some condemnation because I would hear these people that could quote verses off the top of their head. Oh, well, you know, and, you know, in second opinions, it says this, la, 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 la. And I just always was just like, wow, you know, I just, I've never been able just to kind of bring those verses up and just fire away with verses here or there. I knew, I would, so I, I, I would remember maybe what a verse was, but oh wait, was that, in, was that in Ephesians? Was that in Galatians? Where was that at? So don't let this be a condemnation to you about getting into God's word. Just get into his word. Um, but the Holy Spirit takes these words, these words that we put our faith in, and it gives him, in essence, in a lot of ways, it gives him a vocabulary even more so to speak into your heart and to speak into your life. Wow, yeah, you know what? Treat your, life, treat your, wife, uh, your wife in, a, in an honoring way so your prayers won't be hindered. I, man, you know, like the Holy Spirit, you know, that's not honoring to your wife, what you just said or, or how you treated her or, or whatever it was. Holy Spirit speaking into my life, speaking, hey, I want, I, want to, I want to work on that right there. You need to repent of that. You need to turn away from that. You need to turn back to truth. When we start taking these words in, it gives him this vocabulary to be able to speak into our lives, whether it's, you know, again, whether it's provision, whether it's attributes of who he is, you know, oh, man, 
I bet God is so angry. No, no, wait, wait. I'm blameless and holy in His sight. Wait a second. His mercies are new every morning. This is a brand new day. I'm going to follow Jesus. So, um, my partner, uh, we have a business partner, an Indian business partner. His name is Ricky. I know that doesn't sound like a, doesn't really sound like an Indian name, but he's an Indian guy. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, but Ricky is, uh, we, were, we were meeting one day. He's a pastor. He's a local pastor of a fellowship. I love Ricky. Ricky's great, and he's got great hair. He's one of these guys that just has great hair. I'm always, I see him, and I'm like, you got great hair, Ricky. And, uh, and so, because mine's starting to thin, and it, it moves up my forehead. I'm noticing more and more, and I remember some guy saying, oh, you're, you're a good business guy. And I said, why? He said, oh, well, you got a big forehead. And I was like, and that's just the way, that's just an Indian thing to say. You know, it's not a slight. He wasn't, he wasn't insulting me in any way, but he was just like, he was like, well, you got a big forehead. That's, that's awesome for business. I'm like, thanks, I guess. Thank, I appreciate that. And, but Ricky, we were talking, Ricky and I were talking, he was talking about something that was going on. And, and he gets a lot of things like death threats and things like that, uh, a lot of persecution uh, um, and so we were talking, and he was talking about, you know, you know what? Yeah, I'm just, he was talking about something, and he said something like, yeah, I'm just afraid that such and such will happen. And it, like, it literally rose up in me. I was like, hey, you haven't been given a spirit of fear. You've been given a spirit of power and love and sound mind. And I didn't even know where it came from, but I had to stop him and what he was saying and said, no, 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 that's not who you are. And, I, it, and it just, it rose up in me, and I was like, what, where, where did that come from? And it came I feel like it came because I, of the way that I had been looking into God's word and it rose up. Do we want the word of God to rise up in us? Instead of me trying to go, now I know there's something in here. There was something in here about how I should do business or, or what I, you know, how I should use my words and I can't remember what that is. Or do we say, wait a second, I say something or I'm about to say something. I hear somebody say something. I say, wait a second. You know that life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? You know that. That's what God's Word says. And it just rises up in us, and I want it for myself more and more and more that the Word of God would rise up in me because when it rises up in me, there's power in that. There's power in the Word of God. There's power in the Spirit of God. When He brings that eternal Word up in us, His, his Word is what? It's sharper than any double-edged sword, right? It cuts through. It, it, it is living and active. So when His Word rises up, dude, I feel like, wait a second, this is, I'm speaking into something, I'm speaking life and truth into something and not death. So that spirit rose up in me and that's what I want more and more. And I want it, you know, hopefully for all of us that the spirit of God through his word would rise up in us in those times when we're not like, okay, yeah, let me get back to you. What was that going on with you? Let me talk to me in next week. I'm going to be doing a Bible study. No, man, it just, boom, it rises up in us and we're able to speak truth right into that situation because that's powerful. And that's what people want. They don't want religion. I talk to more and more people and when we talk to Muslims in India, let me tell you, it's all about religion. They are so uh, just, just blinded by religion. And, and I think, I mean, it's not particular to any certain culture. It is, it is Hindu, it is Muslim, it is Buddhist, it is, it is Christian, I'll say it, it is Christian, and it, it, it can happen to us. We can look at, because my Muslim friends, this is what they would say, well, look, you know, um, okay, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sinful, and, and, and I probably am going to go to hell uh, when I die, but here's my best shot. Here's what I got to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dress this certain way, 
because this is how our leader dressed. And then I'm going to, I'm going to have this beard because this is how our, 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 our leader had it. And this is what my book says, that I need to pray five times a day. And, this, and then it says I need to keep this fast. Right now is Ramadan, by the way. People are keeping the fast. They're fasting every day during daylight hours so that God will be happy with them, so they'll build up merit because they're on this scale, right? My bad things are over here. I'm trying to do good things according to this book, and so I'm hoping that one day it's all going to, that my, my good things are going to just barely outweigh my bad things, and I'm going to have a shot at being in heaven. So they take all of this, all this stuff. Can you imagine? the? Do you feel the weight of that? Do you feel the heaviness of that? And it can happen in, in any, any religion, and it can even happen in Christianity, that we can look at, we can set all these things up, these are the things I have to do so that God's happy with me, and we can set all this up, this, this almost this curtain of religion, and say, boy, I, I'm, I, here's, I'm, I'm doing all these things, I'm giving, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my quiet time, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm praying five times a day, I'm, I'm going to the temple, I've got all these religious things up, and, I've got, I'm, and I'm behind this curtain. I'm, I'm behind this curtain right here, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that God doesn't, I hope he doesn't look behind the curtain and see me for who I really am, which is someone who is in desperate need of forgiveness, who needs to be cleansed, who needs to be rescued from my sin and that's what that's what their hope is they're hiding it's what religion is it's hiding from God that's my definition I, you can argue with me I, I, I like that definition it's hiding from God it's not a real relationship with God and so when we talk about these things I try to help them to see you know what this is not going to get you where you think it's going to get you um, moving on Faith in what God has said. Um, faith in what God has said. I'm going to move on to these verses. So, so listen to how I talk about these verses. This is, this is what I do in my personal time. Um, and, and so just kind, of, just kind of listen to what I'm saying about this. Same verses, attributes of God, the, the, same, the same things that I talked about before. Attributes of God. Faith speaks. Um, uh, faith speaks what God has said. Over and over again, you find that uh, even, even Jesus, when he's talking about faith, he talks about, he talks about faith, and you, it's amazing how many times that he will say, you know, uh, you know if, if you have faith, you can, what, say to the mountain. I mean, if you start looking at how many times people really talk about, uh, that, uh, that the Bible talks about faith, you'll see that, People who are having faith speak. There's, there's some sort of speaking aspect that comes along with it. And so I think, I think there's an important linkage there for me to say, you know what, if these are things that I believe, then evidently, you know, Jesus talked about it, uh, and we see it all through the, the Scripture that, that there's a speaking aspect to our faith. And um, so Psalm 24, 8 says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And this is what I do during my, my, my time with God. This is uh, maybe something I do if it, if it just kind of wells up in me, if I'm driving or something, or if I'm, if I'm in, uh, like I said, with my friend Ricky, and he's talking about some fearful thing, and it just, it rises up. But this is how I, I, I sow it uh, into, my, into my inward parts, or as I said when I was here for my innards. I don't know if you still say innards. I, I, would, I would use innards. Um, 
But Psalm 24 says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, Lord mighty in battle. Father, and this is just, I'm going to pretend like you're not there. I'm going to do my thing. Lord, I just thank you. You are strong and mighty in battle. I know this is going on. I know that, that this is happening and, and that we're, we're facing uh, you know, this or my, my friend Ricky is facing this, this persecution, but you are strong and mighty. The, your word says that you are strong and mighty. You are the Lord mighty in battle. And so I know that you are going to take up his cause. I know, and it's not presumptuous. I'm not trying to be presumptuous to, you know, and try to force God's hand in something. What I'm saying is this is what he has said about himself. All I'm doing is just saying, you know what? I have faith in exactly what you've said. That's all I'm doing. I'm not trying to twist his arm. I'm not trying to, you know, cajole him. Come on, God, now you know that this is... No, I'm saying, Lord, this is what you've said about yourself. You are strong and mighty in battle, and I just pray you would show these people who are doing these threats that you are the king of glory, that you are God, and that what they serve is demonic, that what they serve has no power compared to who you are in this whole situation. You're the Lord. You are God. And I pray you show them exactly who you are in Jesus' name. That, it, it's, it's a different from just knowing that and all of a sudden, now you're, you're speaking it. And, and when you let the Spirit of God kind of in there to where you are speaking it in faith, not just, let me say, let's do this one. You're, now, now, Lord, you're the, you're the King of glory. It says here, so... Uh, you know, I just pray for Ricky that you're going to help him because you're mighty in battle. Amen. There's a difference. There's, there's, there, there's, there's, a, there's a power, there's an urgency when we speak his word in faith. I mean, and I'm not trying to get touchy-feely here, but I, I do think when we speak things in faith, there is, there is, a, there, there is a, a, especially his word. When we speak his word in faith, there's, there's just a spiritual power to it. I don't know how else to really put it to you. It's not touchy-feely. It's just the way it is. God's word is powerful. And when we speak it in faith, mountains move. I mean, how many times have you prayed about something? Well, Lord, this is going on, and I just I, I don't know what to do. And so I'm just trusting you're going to move this mountain. Is that faith? Are you, are you, are you faithing that, that God's going to move that mountain? Doesn't sound like it. Didn't sound like it when I said it. There's a heart attitude behind it. There's a faith. Am I applying faith to his word? Why are you saved? Why are you a believer? Right? You took the truth of God. What did God say? God said, you know what? You are hopeless. You are absolutely hopeless because of your sin, because of what, what happened uh, you, you know, with Adam and Eve, and the sin has come down, and you have disobeyed God over and over and over, and you are hopelessly lost. But you know what? I have sent my son. I have sent the way to make you clean to make you white as snow if you partake if you take the uh, uh, upon yourself the blood of jesus christ what he accomplished on the cross his life and his death and his resurrection that that full and complete payment if you take that right and you put your faith in what i have done what's going to happen you're going to be born again right the spirit of god is going to come in you and you're going to be born again you're going to have life true spiritual life you're going to be saved. You're going to be a son and daughter, a son, a son, son or daughter of God. That's, that's the reality, right? Why is that the reality? Because you put faith in that truth. You put faith, you took your faith, and you attached it to that truth of Jesus shedding his blood on the cross. That's why you're a believer. How many people do you know that know all about, they could quote you the, 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 the gospel back and forth over and over again, but they're not believers? 
you tell them, maybe you've talked to them over and over, man, you know what? God loves you and he has sent his son to completely rescue you from all your sin, man. Everything. He can make you, he'll make you white as snow if you just put your faith and trust in him. And how many, time, how many people do you know that have said, nope, I know all about that, heard it a million times? No thanks, right? We all know people like that. Just because they know it doesn't make them a believer. Just because they have the head knowledge, but when you, apply, when you took faith, when you took faith and you applied it to that, that truth, a spiritual transaction happened and you were born again. And that's what I feel like we're doing with these scriptures is that we're taking our faith, we're taking that same faith and we're applying it to these scriptures. You are mighty in battle. Where can I go from your spirit or flee from your presence? You're with me everywhere I go. Psalm 137. He is the rock, right? Righteous and upright is he. And not that I apply my faith and make him righteous, but I put my faith in the fact that he is righteous. And whatever he does, it's going to be good and it's going to be right and he's always going to lead me in the true path. Um, who, who am I? Taking, that, taking your faith, John 1.12, it's one of my favorites, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Authority. He gave us authority. That word, if you look it up, it means authority. You have authority as a son and daughter of God in the kingdom to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Do we walk as children of the king? I found myself sometimes walking defeated. Um, you know, not walking as, as I want to walk. I thought, man, I should really have more faith in this situation. You know, the bills are coming due, or I've got a sick child over here. You know, where's my faith? Is my faith like, oh, you know, is it, is it the sense of, oh, Lord, uh, you've got to do something? Or is it, oh, God, you are righteous. You are true. I, my trust is in you. My trust is in you. Um, I'm in Christ Jesus, and for me there's no condemnation. Do you ever feel condemnation? Do you still feel condemned sometimes when you, when you miss the mark? And that's what sin is. Sin is an old archer term that when they would miss the exact bullseye, there was this, the distance between where you hit and the exact bullseye was, they call that the sin, that sin distance. So when, when you miss it, do you still feel that condemnation? Like, oh, man, I missed it again. Or do you say, man, thank you so much. Jesus, you have, you have paid it all. I, I, I repent of it. I turn away from it. I turn back to you and to righteousness and, and I'm clean and I'm holy in your sight. I'm blameless and I just thank you. I thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Great as your faithfulness. And you get up and you keep on walking. You keep trucking. Are we believing these things? Are we saying these things? Um, uh, I'm, I'll pick uh, out of in my family. I got a roll. Uh, husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way. Father, I thank you. I thank you for my wife, Alicia. I thank you that she's an amazing, godly woman. And I thank you that you have blessed me with her. And I'm going to treat her in an understanding way. I'm gonna leave, even when I don't understand and I, I feel like I want my way, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, I'm not going to walk in, in, in pride. I'm gonna, maybe I don't understand what she's doing or what she's saying right now, but I'm going to live with her in an understanding way. I'm going I'm to say, you know what? I don't think I fully understand what she's saying. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live with her in an understanding way and just recognize that, you know what, there's a good reason she's saying what she's saying or she's doing what she's doing, and I'm going to trust it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live in an understanding way because that's what you said for me to do, and I know you've given me the grace to do it. Um, I'm going to show her honor, uh, you know, 
my prayers are not hindered because I, I honor my wife. I honor her in Jesus' name. You know, uh, praying these things, uh, you know, God is my refuge. Uh, I know, again, just speaking like over this Guatemala team. And I, I, think it, I think you can say it not in a fearful way, but you can just say it in, in, a, in, a, uh, in a faith way. That God is my refuge and my fortress. I will trust in him. This Guatemala team, Father, your word says that you are a refuge and a fortress, and I know that you're going to be a refuge and a fortress for them, that they can trust in you, that you deliver them from any snare, from any snare the enemy would want to put in their path, but you, because the snare, you can't see it. You just walk into it, but you are going to deliver them from even the things that they don't see. You are going to deliver them because that's who you are. That's what your word says that you are, and I just take you at your word. That's that's what I'm talking about, that we, take, that we take the Word of God and we apply our faith to it and we speak it out. We speak it back to Him. We speak it to other people. And when we do that, I've, I've sensed and I've seen in my own life, I feel like it is a powerful thing and people are impacted. And that's what we want. We want impact. We want people to be impacted by the kingdom of God. We want to manifest that kingdom of God. My delight is in the law of the Lord. Last one, and then we'll move on to the, to the final, final point. My delight is in the law of the Lord, and I meditate on it day and night. I'm like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. I yield fruit in season. My leaf doesn't wither, and whatever I do prospers. Father, I meditate on your word. I meditate on who you are. I meditate on how good that you are. I meditate on the fact that you love me and that you love other people, and I'm not going to see them just with my physical eyes, but I'm going to see them in a spiritual sense. I'm not going to recognize them according to the flesh, but I'm going to recognize that they are somebody that you created in your image and that you love them and you desperately want them to know your goodness, that you are a good father and that you have paid the price for it all through your son Jesus. And so I, I'm, that's how I'm, I'm going to meditate on your word in that. And I'm like a tree firmly planted. I'm not moved by this wave of doctrine or by what somebody says here or what they says. Well, you know, God's just, he's letting me go. No, I'm not going to be moved by that. You're good. And I'm firmly planted. I, 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 my, my leaf doesn't wither. I don't get stressed out. I don't get burnt out. I don't get worn out. But my leaf is always green. It doesn't wither. And I bear fruit and fruit manifests in my life. It manifests not only in my life, just through the fruit of your spirit, but it manifests all around me in people coming to know and experience the kingdom of God. That they come to know faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And whatever I do prospers. And that doesn't mean just spiritually, it prospers in our ministry, it prospers in our business, it prospers in my family, it prospers with me personally. Everywhere I do, everything I put my hand to prospers. And that's what you've said. And that is how. I think if we take hold of the word of God in that sense, it's a powerful thing. God's word um, spoken out in faith is powerful and it rises up. Once we continue to sow, if we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. If I sow bountifully, I'm going to reap bountifully. If I'm sowing God's word, I'm sowing it, and I'm sowing it like that, and I'm, I'm digging it down deep, and I'm, I'm jamming it in there, and I'm speaking words of faith, and I'm, I'm, I'm walking through it, and, and it's rising up in me. It's, going to, I'm going to, it's, it's coming. It's bringing forth this, this harvest. And it's like, uh, I remember I used to practice karate years ago. And I, I think I, maybe I became a yellow belt, but I think even just the littlest little white belt guy could could pretty much eat my lunch. Uh, but, it, you know, I remembered you had to do something over and over. 
You know, you practice your kicks, you practice your punches, you know, you just do it over and over. It's, it's repetition so that whenever you come into a situation, you're not even, you're not even thinking about it, right? You come into something, you know, and I, you turn into Karate Kid or something, I guess, but, you know, you just kind of automatically, you're blocking and, and you kick and, and, uh, and it just, it becomes, it becomes muscle memory. And that's what I want to do with the scripture. I want it to be scripture memory, but I want it to be a muscle memory type thing to where it just it rises up i come into a situation it rises up it wells up in me i speak the truth uh you know it comes in boom there it is it just and i'm not trying i'm not i'm not sitting there oh, wait a second i remember you know god said something about this but i'm looking i'm saying boom it just wells up it rises up in me and that's when people are impacted and that's when you see you speak truth into a situation and lives are impacted um so finally, and this you can turn to, turn to Hebrews 11. Uh, you can't really talk about faith without looking at Hebrews 11. But I just, I, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit out of this and just want you to kind of read along with me if you'd like. Um, but Hebrews 11, just the, what, the, the hall of faith or whatever they call it. But basically what it is is just men and women putting faith in what God has said and doing it. So this last one, faith chooses to obey what God has said. So we believe what he said, right? And now we're speaking what he said, but now we're choosing to obey the very things that he said. And I think this is a, this is a great example. And this is all about, you, you, you remember in, in, in just a side note, in Romans 12, uh, that it says, don't, don't be conformed any longer to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You always kind of wonder, well, what's that renewing of the mind thing? Like, how does that really happen? Because, you know, that you will prove, that, that you'll prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. How does that happen? This, this whole renewing the mind? This is it. That's what we're talking about. Renewing your mind, setting your mind on what God has said, and not just in a, not just in a kind of a, a, a lazy way, but setting my mind on what God has said in a, in a faith way and applying my faith to it. So when we're doing this, we're renewing the mind and it's transforming our life and the lives of people around us. So look at Hebrews 11. And I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna start in, um, in verse four. It says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. And God testifying of his gifts uh, and, uh, and through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him up. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. What well, he did something. We're not sure exactly, you know, uh, what it's referencing here, but he, his, his life was a testimony that he pleased God. Uh, look at verse 7. By faith, Noah, being uh, divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Faith, faith is working. Faith is moving. People are putting their faith and trust in what God has said, and they're doing, they're not sitting on their hands, they're not sitting on their keister. No, they're getting up and they're doing what God said. Look at verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going to go. Look at verse 11. 
By faith, Sarah herself also received strength. That's doing something. If you, to conceive uh, seed, and she bore a child uh, when she was past the age uh, because she judged him faithful who had promised. She did something there. Look at verse 17. Look on down. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. It's amazing. That's an amazing verse. He offered up his only son. Offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said in Isaac, your seed shall be called. Um, verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, uh, each of the sons of Joseph, and, and, and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. Uh, verse 22, by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel. Uh, verse 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called son of Pharaoh's daughter. On and on and on it goes. On and on. Faith acts. Faith moves. Faith does. That's, that's, what, that's what faith is meant to do. Faith is not meant to just sit and just, well, you know, I'm just going to sit here and have great faith. Faith moves. We move. When we have great faith, uh, when, we, when we are uh, developing our faith, we're moving. We're doing something. We're, we're hearing what God says, and we're obeying what God says. We're speaking what God says. And that's exactly what the example is, I feel like, in the Scripture. And that's, that's what I want for my life. And that's what I'm, I'm really pushing to, uh, what, what I feel like we're pushing to in, uh, in India. It's hard. We're engaging people who have been not just, not just never heard um, uh, so many times about the Bible, but they've actively been taught for years and years, probably since they were very small, that the Bible is wrong, that Jesus is not special, he's another prophet, but that their prophet is the one that they need to put their trust in, actively. So, so, so we're, we're actually not even, we're not even at zero. Sometimes when you, when you engage somebody uh, or when, when, you, when you love on somebody with the gospel, you know, a lot of times if they've never heard anything, you're kind of starting from zero, right? Okay, well, I'm learning. To, no, no, we're starting from like negative 10. So now we're having to start back here and say, I can't, I can't just go directly to, you know what, this is what, this is what you, you know, God has done for you through his son Jesus, and this is what happened if you put your faith through I've got to start back here with, is the Bible true? Is Jesus more than just another prophet? I'm, I'm in a negative, and hopefully I can move on maybe to a negative eight. Okay, I see how Jesus is maybe more than just another prophet. I see how maybe there's something special about him. I'm in a negative eight, you know? I'm in a, you know, sound the band, you know, shoot off the fireworks. We're, we're at a negative eight, people. You know, and so we try to move them from that negative eight, hopefully to a negative six and negative four. And now all of a sudden they're asking us to pray for them. They're asking us to pray for them and their children when they're sick. And they're seeing, wait, there's, there's a connection here with God that we don't have. There's a connection here that we, you know, every time Alicia goes, uh, usually uh, with the ladies, a lot of ladies do packing for us and things like that. Muslim ladies, dear, sweet people. Uh, and, but you know what? This, is, this one lady especially, Feroza, 
and she always wants Alicia to pray. Always. Come on, hey, we'll be over there, she'll be over there doing something, maybe working on this textile or working on this product, you know, uh, for, for our export business or whatever, and Feroz will come, hey, when you get done with this, come, up, come upstairs, let's pray. We need to pray. I want to pray. In Jesus' name, now, we're not, she's, not just, she's not just talking about praying to uh, Allah in, uh, you know, some, no, she wants to pray in Jesus' name. Where is she at? What, 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 you know, we're, we're kind of rubbing up to zero now. Now we're, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of butting up against zero at this point. She's coming to a point now where we start really speaking, you know what? Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except by him. She's, 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 she's looking at maybe taking that serious. And so when we live our lives of faith. People want to see people serious about, not just, not just devout. And I think you hear some people even converting to Islam or something. You know, you think, what is going on? People want something for real, and they will stretch it, and they will, they will strive just to grab hold of anything. And I want to be somebody, I, I know you do too, I want to be somebody who exhibits a real faith, not a religion. People are so sick of religion. Man, I'm serious. I mean, there, our people are so tired of Islam but they feel like it's his cage and they can't get out of it. They're born into it. That's who they are. That's who they'll always be. And that's who they'll die is a Muslim. And we have the joy and the privilege of telling them that's not the case. But they have an opportunity to be completely clean in the eyes of God. Completely clean. Relationship completely restored. Not just relationship restored, but to be grafted in, to be adopted as a son or daughter of God. To be a co-heir with Christ. I didn't write it. He said it. I didn't say it. To be a co-heir with Christ. To be blessed with every spiritual blessing. Tell you what, if you read Ephesians 1, you go home and read Ephesians 1, and you take it seriously, you'll shout. You'll shout. Because what it says about us in there is amazing. And that's who I want to walk in. That's who I want to be. And so, um, yeah, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I think this is the kind of faith that God wants. He wants faith that not only believes what he says, but says what speaks what he says, and then obeys what he says. Um, and when that, when that happens, the kingdom of God is made manifest. And we talk, we, talk, we, talk, we, talk, we hear about people saying, oh, this person, you know, they just came up and said, what's different about your life? And I was like, man, does that really happen? People really do that? I mean, we do need to engage, engage people. But I honestly think when we raging and being the kingdom of God and God and start, start loving, loving our enemies, not with our own strength, but, but because of it, and he gives us the faith to do it, our faith grows and we, and we see the impact and our grows and grows and grows and grows. Um, be surprised what God would do in and through our lives. So that's about all I've got to say this morning. Sorry I went a little long, but um, it's a lot on my heart. I'm not a preacher. I'm, I'm a dancer by trade. Uh, that's just with my, with my children. But, uh, but that's, that's what's kind of, I hope it was, it was sloppy, but I hope it kind of got in there somewhere. And I love you. And, uh, and I think he's just so worthy. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for uh, what he's done for us. I'm so thankful. And, and to know, I mean, the, these songs, I, I, 
you hear these songs, and it says, you know, talking about this, this God who saves. There's no other belief system out there where God completely saves you. There's no other, everybody else has said, you've got to work hard. You've got to make it happen. You've got to get your ducks in a row. God's not going to love you, and he's not going to save you, and you're doomed. But God says, you know what? I see exactly who you are. I know everything you've ever said or done. I know all those deep, dark secrets that you would never, ever want even your spouse to know about. Every thought you've ever had that you're just, that if you really thought about it, you would just be completely ashamed. God says, I know exactly what that is, and I love you. I love you. I, I'm, you're not deceiving me about anything. I love you. And I want you to come. I want you to be mine. I want you to be my son. I want you to be my daughter. And I'm going to make your life something you could never make it on your own because I'm going to put myself inside of you. And you're going to walk in faith. And when you do, the kingdom is going to well up. And we're not going to live in defeat or fear or worry or doubt. Those things are not faith. Those things are not faith. We speak what God has said. That's faith. And we believe it. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you that you're amazing. And Father, we are not just old sinners saved by grace. We are sons and daughters of God. We are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. Who would ever call your bride just some old rotten something, just barely getting into heaven? No, you call us your bride. We are the church. We have been grafted in. We've been filled with your Holy Spirit, that same Spirit that was in Jesus, the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that very, not a, not a mini, not a mini Holy Spirit, not a partial Holy Spirit, that same Holy Spirit. You give the Spirit, you gave it to Jesus without measure, and we're grafted into Him. That same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Father, I pray, teach me, teach us to walk in your word, to walk in your truth, to not rewrite what you've already written. The book is written. And we want to follow it. We want to believe it. We want to faith it. And we want to speak it so this world can know what it really means to know you and experience your love and your forgiveness and your blessing and just abundant life. In Jesus' name, amen. So however you want to respond to that, I think Douglas is going to come up and, and uh, do something. So, uh, but yeah, however you want to respond in this moment, just, you know, just take, it to, take it to him. If you've got the Spirit of God in you, you can just take it directly to him. Uh, Jerry, if, if, uh, if you need him to maybe straighten out anything I said. <laughs> But uh, just respond to him. God, what do, you, what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me to respond to that? I want to respond to what I've heard. How do you want me to respond? Teach me.